0: All right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. Today, we've got one of my new best friends, Samantha Skelly, on the show. Now, Sam is the author of the bestseller, Hungry for Happiness. She's host of the top podcast, The Sam Skelly Show, and the founder of Pause Breathwork, a company whose mission is to reduce human suffering by increasing human consciousness through the power of breathwork. That's right. She's been featured in Huffington Post, Women's Health, Forbes, Google, Inc., and many other places. Uh, You are not going to want to miss this episode. Sam is an absolute powerhouse, uh, and her energy will inspire you for sure. Uh, We're going to dig into the one thing that her dad told her in high school that catapulted her entrepreneurial career. We're going to talk about how the importance of unprogramming the noise in in our lives is probably more important than programming. Uh, And developing yourself. We're going to talk about the best way to make tough entrepreneurial decisions. We're actually going to go through a round of transformational breath work that will leave you elevated. Do not try and do this while you're driving a car. Make sure that you pause it during that part and you watch it while you can sit still. Um, And we're going to close off with where to position your crystals for maximum woo-woo effectiveness. We're both woo-woos. You'll have to listen to the very end for this one. You'll be surprised by the answer. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. And if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sydlichbook.com. That's S-Y-D l i c and grab your pre-sale copy of the shit you don't learn in college book pre-sale is open now it'll be an absolute game changer everyone who buys the book during the pre-sale launch is going to get over three thousand dollars of bonus trainings and programs uh so you will want to head over to sidlickbook.com right now s y d l i c book.com to check it out now All right. How's it going, everybody? This is Xander Fryer here. I'm your host of the Shit You Don't Learn in College podcast. Uh, And today we've got my good friend, Samantha Skelly. Sam, welcome to the show.
1: I'm so happy to be here. It's going to be so fun. So
0: Sam is the owner and founder of Pause Breathwork. You're here in San Diego and you're doing some amazing stuff, which we're going to get into the business that you've built, um, the impact that you're having on uh, people's lives, women's lives, men's lives, Um, You know, everybody's live and obviously Mm. breathwork is something I'm a huge fan of. But before we get into that, uh, I'd love to just start off with like your journey of how you became an entrepreneur Mm. and and how you got to this point.
1: Yeah. You know, it's so interesting when I was, when I was, I sucked at school. Like, yeah. I was a C student on a good day. Yeah. Like, let's talk, like, C. Which is, uh, see,
0: I was a good student. Really? And yeah. I, I wish I sucked at school because yeah. I think I would have been able to make it out of the, <laughs> the rat race easier if I if it didn't jive with me.
1: Oh, man. I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. Not only do I have ADHD, I was, I, I cannot pay attention to anything that I'm not truly interested in. Yeah. So, yeah history math science i was like oh my god this you is awful
0: you didn't love learning about no like,
1: no the I,
0: u.s mm, declaration of independence no, absolutely
1: and... not well i'm canadian so i don't know uh, I, that's I don't right. know what the heck that's they teach up right there that. they're <laughs> taking about teaching about maple syrup <laughs> and for, yeah. grizzly bears up yep. there and i was like moose. i'm out it yeah <laughs> moose and meese yeah so so school was never my thing i excelled at drama i excelled at at uh uh P.E., right? Yeah. But but other than that, I, it, it sucked. And my dad, I'll never forget, he said, don't worry about it. He said, the A students end up working for the C students. <laughs> and I love him for that for, <sighs> to this day because he planted a seed in I wish
0: more of us had that. Right?
1: I know. My dad is freaking awesome. And so he is like, don't worry about it. He's like, you are going to succeed in life yeah. in your own way.
0: Yeah. And
1: I, I, I say that to say, like- oh my god let's tell our kids that you know growing up it's like just because they don't fit into the school system does not mean that they are destined to fail and had he not said that I would have looked at my grades and been like oh I'm on this path of being stupid or not being smart enough when really I just which
0: most of us are like most of us are like Mm -hmm. if you don't get this grade you are considered the dumb exactly
1: exactly yeah yeah Yeah. so I I'm like okay cool so I was okay with getting bad grades because I knew I was never going to go to university I never went to university I graduated graduated high school, never went to college, never went to university. I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So I don't
0: know, did you know that there was a study done by Forbes that found that 77% of entrepreneurs, successful millionaires, self-made millionaires, 77% of them are not A students?
1: Really? I did not know that. Four out of five self-made
0: millionaires are not A students. The high majority are C with a handful of B.
1: Interesting. That I mean, Wow. Yeah.
0: So what your dad taught you is truth. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Truth yeah. Absolutely. And so, so. Yeah. Yeah. So you. So you obviously you know, somewhere it's because of your dad, you you mm-hmm. planted this idea, this seed that you're going to be an entrepreneur from a young age, mm-hmm. which is amazing, mm-hmm. and I'm jealous. But so tell me about how that transpired. Uh, High school. Yeah. Now, now all of a sudden you decide to be an entrepreneur and everything takes off and you become a millionaire right away. Yeah, I wish, right? Yeah, right? That's <laughs> how it works. That's, that's
1: how it works. Oh my goodness. So I, I was a dancer growing up. I was a yeah. dancer and an actress. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to create a franchise of dance studios in Vancouver where I'm from. Yeah. So I did my market research. I put together a business plan. It was called... It was called Soar Dance Academy, like S-O-A-R. Yep. And then my dad was like, SORE, like S-O-R-E. Like, don't use that name. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you don't want people to be sore from your... Yeah. It was just funny. So I did all of this market research. And was this your dad planning. an entrepreneur? My dad, yes. So okay. my dad's an entrepreneur. All right. that, and helps, he's also, that helps give a little
0: bit of context. Yes. Okay. And he's
1: also, he was a professional hockey player. Okay. So he's always been someone who followed his dreams, followed what felt good, followed what excited him. Like yeah. he's a very excitable dude.
0: You are from Canada. I should have just guessed. You yeah,
1: exactly. Everyone's just like friendly saying sorry yeah. and like yeah. really nice. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that helped a lot, but I put together this whole plan and then I realized that I, I did not want to do that. Oh. Um, but I still had this entrepreneurial bone in me. So then I was like, Oh, maybe it's real estate. Yeah. My mom grew up um, As a real estate agent, and I saw her like going to all these fancy lunches and building yeah. relationships, and I love relationships. You're like it's I like, love
0: people. Yeah, that exactly. I'm
1: like I could totally walk around nice houses and sell them all day long. Like <laughs> that's me. And then I went through. So that was like what I wanted to do yeah. is like pursue real estate as an investor and a, and an yeah. agent and then from the ages of 18 to 23 i went through a really bad eating disorder where i really struggled with my relationship to food my yeah. relationship to my body like on and off diets and it was just this opportunity for me to really get real with myself of like what's what's going on inside of yeah. me right and so i i basically like healed through that and then came to this place of like wait a second the world uses food as a drug, yeah. and is addicted to exercising, and we have body image issues out of the wazoo. Yeah. Like food we'll, is. We'll a... talk. We'll
0: talk about cocaine being an issue. Yes, we'll talk yes. about all this other stuff being an issue. Yes. But like when it comes to food, which mm-hmm. is just as addictive, exactly. We won't say anything. Exactly.
1: About yeah. yeah. So I used food to help with anxiety. I would feel anxious, and mm-hmm. so that I would like use food. Or I would go like on the restrictive side or the overeating side. And then I had, I was a fitness competitor because I used exercise as an addiction and it just sort of like spun. And then after that journey, after that chapter, I was like, I need to help people who to help do, people this. People like, like do this. Like, like yeah. I can't <clears throat> pursue real estate when I've gone through this journey and I need to help people in any way that I, that I can. So my first company was called hungry for happiness. It's still alive and thriving to this day. Yeah. I'm not as focused on that because my love is breath work, but breath work was the catalyst to help me get into my body feel my emotionality, discern the difference between an emotional hunger cue and a physical hunger cue so that I could It helped with the
0: mindfulness. It helped with being being fully aware Mm -hmm. of what was really going on.
1: Yeah. So I integrated bits and pieces of breath work into Hungry for Happiness. And then about four years ago, I got this clear directive, like drop it in meditation, like you you need to go teach the world to breathe. You know, it's like, this cannot be a little subset of Hungry for Happiness. This it is the whole thing yeah. and it's called pause Breathwork. Yeah. Like it dropped in like so clearly to me. Yeah. I was actually at the time of this drop in I was living 3 streets up from where we are Where right we now. are right now. Yeah. By the way,
0: little behind the scene <laughs> yeah, the, the the home that I am in right now, the studio that we are in right now filming this <laughs> interview. Uh Sam and I met when did we meet?
1: Uh, like two months ago? A couple of months ago. Yeah.
0: Um, we met a couple of months ago at a mastermind. And and this is fun little side story. Met at, We met at a mastermind. And, oh, hi, I'm Sam. Oh, hi, I'm Xander. Like, where do you live? She goes, oh, I live in Encinitas. I go, oh, I live in Solana Beach. She goes, where? And I go, uh, blah, 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 on, on Rio Street. She goes, what? <laughs> I go, oh, yeah, it's not that weird. It's a, it's a house. She goes, I used to live there. <laughs> So, so Sam fun. actually knows this home very well, so. and it's
1: so trippy to be back here. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah,
0: but it's oh. glad to have you back.
1: Thank you. It's nice yeah, to be back.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you were able to find the
1: way. <laughs> you didn't forget. Xander texts me. He's like, "Do you want directions?" I'm like, "I got it. I can,
0: I can <laughs> figure it out. I can figure it out."
1: So yeah. So before before moving to this house, I lived three streets up uh, up on Mar Vista. Yeah, and that's when the whole pause breath work business plan literally was dropped in like I had no intention of starting another business but it was such an intuitive pull and I really believe like as entrepreneurs ignoring that intuitive pull is just so costly talk
0: talk to me about that because I think this is this is something that's really hard for a lot of people to get when they're first starting to be entrepreneurs for you or I who've been entrepreneurs for a while like I get these weird I call them downloads you call them drop-ins I get these weird downloads and I'll make you know, hundred thousand dollar decisions based on some weird thought that yeah. came into my mind because I've I've developed this this strength of intuition or mm-hmm. something, if you will. Right? Why do you think that's so hard for most people?
1: Oh gosh, because we don't trust it, right? It's like yeah. we are prioritizing and valuing logic over intuition in our world as yeah. a whole, right? It's like we have an intuitive like pull to do something, and then the mind like hijacks and goes, "Let's make sense of this," and then we talk Your ourselves. Your logic
0: brain. Just says no. Nah, that'll not. and by yes. the way, guys, like entrepreneurship is illogical. Like if if you think it you're gonna make be any sense. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So if you think you're gonna build a successful business being logical, like mm. following social reason, it's mm-hmm. it's never gonna happen. It's
1: never gonna happen. Absolutely yeah. not. And so that skill set to prioritize intuition over logic in today's world is it takes a lot of courage. Yeah, and it takes a lot of um, practice in ourselves of. Following or feeling the the feeling, doing the thing, and then seeing the evidence and seeing the feeling result. The yeah, it's exactly. You have and to go do
0: it and maybe mess up a couple yes, times to learn. Exactly.
1: It, yeah. And so now I'm just so clear that when I don't listen to my intuition in business, I get burned. Whether it's yeah. whether it's like a financial uh, burn or whether it's something in my culture or with a product or whatever yeah. it is, it's like never ignore that. Yeah. Even if my mind doesn't make sense of it, right? Yeah. And oftentimes, intuitive decisions do not make financial sense until they do.
0: Yeah. Right. At first. Yeah. At yeah. First. I'm like,
1: Oh man, this is going to like kill uh, our margin. But then like months later, I'm like, Oh, I see now exactly why that was so important in order to now be in this yeah. position. You know, it's, so.
0: it's interesting. Steve Jobs always talked about like in Western society, we overemphasize, uh, the, 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 uh, growth of your logic and the ability to use reason. Yeah. And we completely underemphasize intuition, which, He, you know, is the reason that Steve Jobs was Steve Jobs. He says, you know, what he learned in India when he did a, a sabbatical out there is the reason that he was able to do all the things that he did. And it all comes back to following that tuition. Oh,
1: for sure. Like last week was one of the hardest weeks in business that I've had in a decade. Yeah. It was wild. Wow. It was so strange. Well, thank you
0: for making the time to be here this
1: week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this week I'm brand new. This is this week for you <laughs> Like, <to go. laughs> last week I, I thought I was dying. This week I feel amazing. And that is entrepreneurship, Also, everybody. entrepreneurship, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was so interesting. And and I, I, like, five o'clock on Friday, I was like, all right, I'm not touching anything in my business. No apps, no Slack, yeah. no nothing. For, like, a full 48 hours so that I can like recharge or whatever time it is from five o'clock on Friday till nine o'clock on Monday morning. Like I am just disconnecting. I'm off. I'm meditating. And the amount of like clarity and like power that like fueled my body. I woke up today and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so grateful. I had such a bad week last week because it helped me see what I was not seeing. It helped me be even more discerning with my team on certain things. It helped me hold my team accountable to, things I was not holding them accountable to. Yeah. Like it was just wild. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need, I need those, those, those moments where I'm getting beaten up in yeah. the ring in order to strengthen myself as an entrepreneur.
0: And tell me, t- you, so you said something here that I think is really important to just like how you function. Obviously your business's name is pause. pause you yeah. basically took a, whatever it was, 48 hour, 72 hour mm-hmm. hiatus from, from mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. to pause the inputs coming into your world yeah. so that you could make some decisions on the, the business and the rest of your life. Yeah. Is that something you do regularly? Is that a regular it is, practice? It
1: is. Yeah. So um, like yourself, I have structures around certain things that are like non-negotiables. Date yeah. night being one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And at the are, end you guys,
0: of, are you guys Friday? Date
1: uh, we're Thursday. Thursday we're day Thursday. Okay. We're Friday. Yeah. Day yeah. Night, I night. actually sent you my schedule so you can see my oh, whole Oh, that's week. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra was like, when do you want to do this interview? I just took a screenshot of my calendar. I'm like, choose a time. <laughs>
0: yep. I now know everything. <laughs> there you go. Yep
1: so um, we do quarterly retreats uh, Eric and I yeah so every single quarter we disconnect actually we got this from our good friends Alex and Jen yeah Yeah. they do this in their relationship as well where we disconnect from the business we review the last quarter what went well business and relationship and life and, life yeah. and everything and then we plan for the quarter ahead and those times are just so amazing yeah. Eric and I are mountain people we love like we live by the beach and that's amazing yeah. but we also thrive in the mountains yeah and so So we do our quarterly retreats in the mountains and it's like disk pause, disconnect from the matrix and really integrate the lessons, review the lessons and really plan for the quarter ahead. It's essential as an entrepreneur. One of my mentors, Keith Cunningham, he says, thinking time saved his business multiple times. He's like, that is the most important thing. And so it's
0: really hard for a lot, especially when you're starting entrepreneur to like get out of the like run, 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 go, go, go. And like pull yourself out and pause.
1: Yes. Yes. It's so scary and so difficult. And it's scary for, for two reasons. It's scary for, um, our nervous system. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like, especially there's, there's different stages in entrepreneurship, right? So, Your one versus your two, three, four, five. So right now, I'm in a phase of my business where I don't have to be so on. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be so in the weeds. But my nervous system is still like, you have to pay attention to that fifteen dollar charge a month, or you're gonna, (laughs) or you're gonna die. There was a time when I needed because it's built that habit. Yes, exactly. Exactly. There was a time where I needed to pay attention to every single dollar. I don't need to do that anymore, but my nervous system still thinks that I do. Yeah. So, so much of entrepreneurship is rewiring the nervous system.
0: Yeah.
1: Re- teaching myself the new frequency. Teaching yeah. myself where we are now.
0: So, let's talk about that. <laughs> okay. We're getting we're getting we're getting into the into the deeper side of things. Rewiring the nervous system. Yeah. Um, obviously I'm sure that breathwork has something to do with this yes. and everything else that you used to talk to me about that. How do you do yeah. that?
1: Yeah. I mean, breathwork, right? Like, <laughs> 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 truly. It, it so, so, um, entrepreneurs are so interesting, right? It's like a lot of times people start businesses and become an entrepreneur out of wounding, yes. out of a fear, out of, out
0: of a need to fill a hole or yes. a fear or something. Yes. Yeah
1: yes and that works until it doesn't yeah. right like like fear is fuel in a yeah. lot of times right like that fear of like I'll show you dad I'm
0: gonna, I am gonna. I was just gonna say I'm gonna show my dad or I'm gonna prove to the school system yes yes that whatever it is and it can provide enough fire for a while That's until it. it literally burns you
1: until it burns you and then we have to change our fuel source yeah to another fuel source and in order for us to do that it really requires us to rewire our nervous system and really learn to operate Effectively from the parasympathetic. Yeah. So I can honestly say for the first five years of my business, can you
0: find the parasympathetic for everybody out there? So sympathetic. I know
1: what it is. Yeah. Good one. (laughs) Sympathetic nervous system is the fight or flight, right? The go go go, like the hustle hustle hustle. It's what new entrepreneurs use as fuel to take them to take their business off the ground. It's really effective. As evolutionary
0: man, it would have helped you fight Mm -hmm. off a saber toothed tiger if you were about to die. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Exactly. Parasympathetic is the rest and digest. So it's when we are calm, collected, focused, discerning, right? It's it's not when we're all scatty. So here's here's the most essential place for an entrepreneur is when the mind is clear and open yeah. and just like really on without the lenses, distractions, the chaos or anything like an empty, clear mind, but then a body that is like ready to go, yeah. not, not in sympathetic not in like um uh a stress response yeah. but like adrenaline not, yeah right so yeah. adrenaline so adrenaline in the body is adrenaline and then adrenaline in the mind is epinephrine yeah. and so when we can use the breath to activate those two centers it's like that's the most ideal place yeah to work in
0: yeah, yeah. right that's
1: amazing yeah so question for you do you yeah. drink coffee I do. You do drink coffee? I do drink coffee. I drink one cup of coffee a day. Yeah. But I have to be... Someone... You know what someone called me today? This is so funny. They said I I was the human version of Adderall. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Hmm, that's really accurate. I am naturally a very um, excitable person. Yeah. Plus I have ADHD. Yeah. So like too much coffee, like, whoa. <laughs>
0: well, the, the reason I bring it up, right, is because I like, same as you, I'm a very, I can be a very on higher energy person yeah. naturally. Um, and I actually stopped drinking coffee about three years ago. You and, did. And what I found Ooh. was the energy went
1: higher. Interesting. So
0: people always find it really weird that I don't drink coffee because yeah. I tend to show up very high energy. Yes. And what I found was as I drank less coffee, because yeah. my, just like you mentioned, the the norepinephrine in my brain yeah. and the adrenaline state in my body mm. stayed more consistent. Mm. And obviously part of that is a cold plunge as, as well, but hey, that, that actually your, kept your
1: me- Hey, challenge. I might try that. I, I'm I just saying. I might try that. I
0: haven't drank co- I love coffee too. That's the biggest issue is I love coffee. Yeah. But I haven't drinking coffee except for on vacation. Yeah. For about three years. Do
1: you do decaf so you can just get the taste of it? I'll do
0: decaf every now and then.
1: Okay, because I Um, love the taste of it. I
0: love the taste of coffee, so I'll I'll get decaf every now and then. And then when I'm, it's so weird because everybody's like, "You only drink coffee when you're on vacation." I'm like, "Yeah, when I'm on vacation and I don't have shit to do, I will go and enjoy a cup of coffee." Yes,
1: that's so interesting. And then you don't get that crash. And
0: I get no crash. Dude, and i just
1: yeah that's inspiring just thought. what do you think i would be like with more energy than i have now oh
0: i'm a little terrified i'm a little <laughs> terrified but i wanted to suggest it just because i'm also a little bit curious, curious yeah. just a tiny bit curious Dude,
1: i i love like any sort of challenge so like yeah. i i will do it check it do out it. okay we'll talk. yeah <laughs>
0: um so okay so so obviously um you know getting your body in that state and your mind in that state like ch- talk me about breath work like how does this actually help you do that because i think there's a lot of people out there that are like Okay. Yeah. Breath work. Like I breathe every day. Like yeah, what yeah. Is, you know What the hell does that mean?
1: Yeah. So just like we don't learn certain things in school, we don't, no one taught us how to breathe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, if we knew how to use our breath to clear anxiety, optimize performance, clear the mind, like everything we would use it. Yeah. And so this is a whole part of our mission of like our greater mission is decreasing human suffering yeah. and increasing human consciousness through breath work with the breath we can energize energize ourselves or we can calm or ourselves. De-energize yeah, ourselves yeah yeah and so it's this like incredible tool that i use for depending on what i do right so like if i'm right if i'm about to go on stage I will use energizing breath mm-hmm. patterns that really activate me, bring me up. I'll use movement before I go on stage. Then, when I get off stage, I'll use a down-regulating breath pattern yeah. to calm my nervous system down and get into a grounded state. Same thing that I'll do right before bed. Right, I yeah. won't use an energy. You don't want to be energized. Bed. Exactly. Right like, oh, oh, bed. Yeah. To go to bed. <laughs> yeah, but
0: I've, like, I've seen I've seen you know people with ins- insomnia, severe mm-hmm. anxiety. You know, that they can fix this simply by breathing. And a lot of people don't yeah. don't believe that until mm-hmm. they try it. Yeah, exactly. Do you have anything quickly we might be able to give to? Yeah, it? let's do
1: it. Let's do like a like two-minute uh, breath let's, pattern that'd be great. followed by a top hold. Are you guys ready? Don't do this if you're driving, okay? And don't... No.
0: <laughs> yeah, no operating heavy machinery. Um, is it good if people that are pregnant do it? Do we need to give a warning for people that are pregnant? If
1: people are pregnant... Um, use the exhale don't force the exhale so okay here's what we're gonna do
0: also if you're on a treadmill listening to this <laughs> while you're working out do not do this and close your eyes at any yes, point yes
1: please just be safe just be- <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> just be safe if you're in a hot tub don't do that
0: yeah don't do it in water
1: just be sitting down like us okay so the breath pattern is called the tri-active breath okay, okay. so it's into the belly up okay. into the chest and out through the mouth and you're only using your mouth. So it, it looks like this. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So into the belly, up into the chest, out through the mouth. Now, if you are pregnant, you're going to do this. So that exhale is not forced. It's just relaxed. Okay. That's the more like gentle version with all of the breath work at pause. You can just release that exhale to make it not as intense. Now, We're going to do this and I'll cue you. We'll do it for about a minute and 30 or something about 90 seconds. And then we're going to take a deep breath in through the nose and we're going to hold at the top and then release. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm in. All right. So everyone is closing your eyes and just taking a moment and just noticing your emotional state as it is without judgment now. Maybe there's some activation around the heart space or the solar plexus. Maybe there is a buzzing in the mind. Just notice how you're feeling. And now when you're ready, let's start the breath pattern together. Now keeping that breath pattern going, allowing yourself to speed it up or slow it down depending on what feels best for your system. It. Just letting the breath wave in and out of the body with so much ease. Beautiful. That's it. And as you breathe in, breathing in more of your life force, more of your energy. And on that exhale, exhaling out everything that does not belong. <sighs> That's it, keeping that breath pattern going. You're safe to breathe. You're safe to release. You're safe to let go. Beautiful. And now when you're ready, taking a deep breath in through the nose. Holding that breath at the top of the breath. And just noticing the activation, noticing the change in your state, feeling into the sensation in the body. And when you're ready, releasing the breath and just coming back into your normal breath pattern. And just observing again your emotional state, seeing what has cleared, what's opened up. And when you're ready, coming back into the space, opening up your eyes. Where are we? <laughs> How do you feel? I uh, feel great. <sighs> hey, friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild, right? Yeah. It's like, we are our own drug.
0: You know, it's, like... it's so interesting because I, I do breath work on a daily basis. Yes. And every every single time I do it, you know, like you just mentioned, we are our own drug. You know, I always tell people, if, for some of you guys, that may have been the first Uh, round of breath work that you've ever done. Uh, for some of you guys, if you're driving or you're on a treadmill, you're going to want to rewind this and come back and listen to it if you've never done it before. Mm. Um, but I always tell people, right. It's like, if you give someone a little bit of breath work, right. Cause I feel I was already calm and I was having fun, but now I'm like you mentioned, my mind is clearer. I'm more present intuitively. I feel like I'm just flowing better. Um,
1: you
0: know, I, I always tell people, like, you know, if you give everybody, if you give someone just a, a little bit of cocaine, yeah. they're going to be hooked for life. Yeah. If you give someone a little, <laughs> if you, give someone, if you give, give someone a little bit of, a, a little bit of breath work, they're going to be hooked for life. And it's like. And wouldn't <sighs> you rather be hooked on something that's really good for you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. And what we're hooked on is the remembrance of who we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like breathwork <clears throat> allows us to release the structures in the mind, the conditioning, right? Yeah. Release all the conditioning. It allows us to release anything that we're holding onto in our bodies. That is not our own essence.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So we get back to this like place of alignment and our nervous system again is like, I remember this, this is who I am. Yeah. Right. It's not the thoughts that I believe or the energy that I'm taking on from the world. There's so much Or what people are telling me. That's it.
0: Right. I think, I think so much of our, I I always used to tell people my, you know, someone asked me like, Xander, what are your personal development goals? And I was like, to be honest, I think it's more of like an undevelopment goal. That's it. Like it's one hundred percent undeveloping all the crap. Yes, unlearning all the crap. And and I think breathwork has that's really awesome. been something that's been powerful for me to just like peel back those layers of the onion.
1: We've been drinking from the well of forgetfulness, yeah, for our whole life, right? And so breathwork helps us remember untangle, undo the conditioning, the thought patterns, the obsessiveness that we get caught in. Cause yeah. we get caught in these little parts and we have to remember it's like, it might feel real. Like yeah. that might feel real that you feel unworthy, but it's not true.
0: It's not the truth. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So breathwork is just like <sighs> access direct. Like we don't have to think like, oh, is this yeah. working? It's like, no, it's working. Cause you can feel it. I love it. That. It's transformation, transformation through experience not thought.
0: Yeah. You're actually feeling it. Not so who yourself. who who do you, in your mind, who should be doing breathwork? And like, what are the different things that you can do breathwork for?
1: I mean, in my mind, I'm like every person, <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, yeah. like, You're already
0: breathing. Why not learn how to do it properly?
1: Totally. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. You might as well optimize the very thing. It's like our creator gave us this ability to yeah. help us on this human experience and we forgot to use it. Yeah. You know, it's like, so how can we remember that? And there's there's different breath journeys that different people need to take depending on their past trauma and things of that nature. So I would not recommend doing what we did, for three hours if you've never done breath work before and have a, and have a, and have a lot of trauma, right? Because yeah. what can happen is it, it gets so deep. Like what we did was just like a, like a taste, right? Yeah. It gets so deep that it can actually go to like some really deep places oh, and yeah. unearth a lot of trauma. And if we don't have the capacity to hold it, we're going to re-traumatize ourselves and then we're going to yeah. do more harm than good. So yeah. at PAUSE, we always take a trauma-informed approach slowly titrating, slowly opening up yeah. our window of tolerance so we don't do more harm than good. Because yeah, it just, is intense.
0: Just to kind of expand on what Sam's talking about, because you know, if anybody's like, what do you mean, just by breathing, I'm going to, you know, go through trauma or I can even release yeah. trauma. Yeah. Um, so I've been in sessions where people have released, you know, childhood traumas and, mm-hmm. and sexual trauma and all of this stuff through the use of breath work in a proper yeah. space that's being held. Um. So I, I love that you're talking about mm-hmm. that right now because I think that's something that, you know, we all think that the only way to move through trauma is to go talk about it in talk therapy. And then people think they're going to spend 10 years trying to get through something, but there's other ways to emotionally move through this stuff.
1: Dude. And especially like with, like, I think there's a time and a place for therapy for sure. Yeah. But what tends to happen through talk therapy or more cognitive mindset practices is we can talk about a traumatic event and then we kind of normalize it because we're not disengage
0: emotionally. Yes. Yes.
1: Whereas it actually, requires us to feel things to release them yeah we can't think about and talk about how to feel better if we want to feel better we have to be better feelers yeah so breath work helps us go into those states go into those parts to actually unearth the energetics that are stored yeah. in the body so we can empty out and release I them that. so that we can feel more it almost forces
0: are. you to get better at feeling anybody yeah. listening right now like raise your hand if you if you felt differently after then I'm not actually going to see you raising your hand, so I you, see might, you. There you, go. you might you might look a little funny. But raise your hand, anyways. Um, I like it. No, I think uh, that's that's amazing. I'm really glad that you got to do that mm-hmm. for the audience as well. So I'm I'm curious about you a little bit more because you're an awesome person. We've only known each Thanks, other for dude. two months, but you're an awesome person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to know like what makes you tick. Like, what do you view? Mm-hmm. If I were to ask you, like, what is success for Samantha Skelly? Like, what is your mm-hmm. definition of success?
1: Dude, I feel like. I cycle through phases of my life where it looks different. Yeah. So success for me in this phase is actually empowering my team to take on the day to day so that I can be fully out of the business.
0: Yeah.
1: And focus on the thing, uh, f- fully out of the day to day. Yeah. So I can focus the, on the, the operational, yeah. like yeah. the execution. Exactly. Exactly. Success looks like, Closing my laptop at 5.30. Yeah. You know, success looks like not starting until nine because I do three hours of practices before nine. Yeah. Success looks like taking a week off completely disconnected. Yeah. Success looks like business growth. Like, you know, and it all cannot happen at the same time. Yeah. You know, so there's like this oscillation and this like toggling of like, okay, this season I'm growing the business. Yeah. Eric... (laughs) I'm get, not get <laughs> yeah, yeah, get ready. Right. And it's beautiful because he's an entrepreneur also. So we, we get we get it. Yeah. But it's there's there's my my success looks different depending on what seasons I'm in and it's it's really important for me to choose the seasons so the growth season doesn't last 12 months
0: yeah well it sounds like that like it sounds like success is an intuitive feeling yes yes it's not an intellectual yes it's not a number it's yep. not a, it's it's i need to feel growth i need to yes. feel present i need to feel aligned with yep. what i'm doing
1: and i know i've been talking a ton about the nervous system but success is a stabilized nervous system for oh, me oh yeah if I'm showing up to work every single day, activated, operating out of fear, that's not successful because I'm just going to create fire after fire after fire with my team and my like everyone can feel it. Yeah. Like when I take action out of fear with my team, there is this trickle down effect that, and I can see it and I can feel the whole thing. Yeah. Success for me is showing up with a resourced vessel every day. Yeah. And being like, I am here to serve. I'm here to contribute. I am here to add value. I am here to lead. I'm here to cast a vision. And I can't do that when I'm under resourced. Right. So it requires me to take weekends like I just had and be like, I'm not touching a thing because my system's depleted and that's irresponsible for my organization. You know, it's like the more that I'm in business, I'm like businesses fail, not because they have the wrong strategy or the wrong funnel. It is the psychology of the leader. It is the energetics of the leader. 100%. Oh my gosh. But I think you know? and for any,
0: for every entrepreneur out there, like as they're listening to this, I think that's a really big thing, right? It's like, you got to understand that like as the leader, whether, whether you're a team of one or your team of 20, it doesn't really make a difference. Like you have to have the energy and the resources to show up
1: Yeah, 100%. because you are the business. Yeah,
0: You are, you, if you're a solopreneur, yeah. you're the marketing team, you're the face, you're the deliverable, you're everything, everything. And so if you're running at 1% battery, like.
1: And my audience can feel. You probably feel put it. yourself
0: on airplane mode and plug yourself into the wall yeah. for a day or two. And then yeah, unplug. Like yeah. put
1: yourself in a pot of rice. Like you know, <laughs> like try, try out.
0: Try off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that uh, just that literally just triggered so many memories of mine from actually from college. Yeah. Dropping my phone in water and yes. shit like that. Oh
1: man. Oh my god. Too yeah, funny. Jumping in the pool before it was before the waterproof iPhone.
0: It was before our
1: kids are never going to well, have the experience putting a phone in rice. How so, sad is so
0: messed up? So messed up. Um, so you, obviously you have, like you mentioned, you have a three hour practice in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, so obviously you do breath work. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that you, uh, you do breath work. Obviously I'm assuming that you, uh, regularly take time off based yeah. on what we've talked yeah. about. Is there anything else that you do in your either daily practice or weekly or monthly practice Mm. that you think is a little bit different than, say, Mm. somebody else does or might be a little weird or anything Mm -hmm. like that? I always love, like, the unique things Mm -hmm. that people, like, one of my favorite things that I tell people is, like, I actually journal all the negative shit. Mm-hmm. Like I actually take time every day to journal all my negative thoughts mm-hmm. and I write it all out. And everybody always says like, well, Xander, like journaling the negative stuff, like, won't that bring more negative into your life? I'm like, no, I'm getting it out of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Is there cool. any
1: anything like that that you might do? So contrary to that. Yeah. When things are in a fire, yeah. I go and journal everything that's amazing in the business. Interesting. So last week we had like an ops tech fire, yeah. like massively.
0: This and is what was going on yeah, in the business. Yeah. I was
1: like, oh my God. And so I'm like, everything's falling apart. <laughs> so I went down to Gadania and I ordered a turmeric latte and I sat down there and and I'm like, what's amazing? What's yeah. amazing? I'm like, sales is amazing. Oh my God, the conversion rates are through the roof. We just have this amazing yeah. new leader. Like marketing is on the fire. The reason that
0: tech is an issue is because we have so much shit, yes, yeah, yes, so much exactly, shit going on. exactly,
1: yeah. exactly. I'm like, oh my God, finance is amazing. We're hitting our goals. We're hitting our profit margins. like, oh my gosh, this. Is... So I, I do that when I'm in that state of like, everything's going to shit. Yeah. The other thing that I do when I am feeling lethargic or when I'm not feeling myself, like, or like myself. I put on my bathing suit and I just commune with the ocean. I jump in the ocean, whether I'm just playing around on the waves or I go for a surf. that helps me like flush out any, anything that feels stagnant or old or anything. It just helps me like get back in alignment, come back to work. I'm like, okay, I'm good to go now
0: for, for anybody who's not, Right, yeah. Right in, right in yes, the beach. Yes, I would say the have, beach. Could they do something? have a cold Could they do shower. Cold Even the cold shower, plunge, right? Yeah. Like
1: you and I are big cold plunge people, but before I had a cold plunge, I would hop in a freezing cold shower Yeah. and I would imagine white light like flushing over me and just like cleansing Washing my energy off. and getting back in alignment, yeah. you know? And then stick a crystal up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that, okay? <laughs> uh,
0: she's not really kidding, but, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man Dude, sam this is i this has been absolutely phenomenal um i think the crystal up your butt is the place that we have to end, we have to end this show on Very on, on brand, uh, super on brand um so i just gotta ask you thank you for being on the show where can people learn more about pause where can people learn more about you Yeah. Cool. Um, Website, awesome. Instagram. So
1: if you want to start your breathwork journey, just go to pause.app and there's a 14 day free trial for the breathwork app, which is super fun. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, if you want to become a breathwork facilitator, breathwork.com has all of that information. And then I'm super active on Instagram. So at Samantha Skelly is my handle.
0: Beautiful. Awesome. Make sure you guys you go follow Sam. Check out pause. Do not hesitate. If you're new to breathwork, it will absolutely change your life. Um, and then for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans, uh, we do officially have the pre-sale of the book open. So just go to sidlicbook.com. That's S-Y-D-L-I-C. Stands for Shit You Don't Learn in College in case you didn't get it. Uh, S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com. You can grab the book pre-sale. We're giving away about $3,000 worth of uh, programs and giveaways on top of that, which you're not going to want to miss. That we're only doing the, doing the pre-sale. Uh, so go over there and check it out now.